Well, if you are hoping to get Donald Trump back on Twitter, guess what? Elon Musk is now saying that he will get him on the platform, will lift the ban once the deal closes for his acquisition of Twitter. So this is good news. No word if Trump will, in fact, take the invitation to do so. Having his own platform, Truth Social, uh, floundering, I have long predicted that, uh, of course, Trump will be back on Twitter given the invitation. Friends, welcome to the program. What's right with Sam and Ash here on News Talk 840 KXNT. I am Sam, the one and only. You've seen me on the billboards, and now you get to listen to me also on the radio. Absolute delight to be with you today. I am. I have been sitting here, basically, for the last little bit, sharpening my knives. And I don't mean this in the very literal sense that some of our protesters along among us uh, across the country are, are, I think, some of them quite literally loading bullets and sharpening knives and getting their baseball bats out. No, I am, I mean in a figurative sense. I am sharpening my knives because I am absolutely furious. If you are an American taxpayer, you will be furious by what I have to tell you here uh, in, in short order. Now, I'm going to tell you, folks, I'm going to bring this to a story that's developing here in Las Vegas you're not going to hear this anywhere else, by the way. Uh, no other news outlet is carrying any of this because they don't want to touch it with the 10-foot pole. Guess what? I don't give a rip. And if you've listened to this program for a while, you know I, you know, I, I am – they can bring it and they can come after me. I don't – I just – I do not care. And that is why today I have to talk about Clark County Schools, uh, our CCSD district. Uh I know we have a lot of listeners outside of the Valley. And I want to tell you, you could insert any large school district in the nation into what I'm about to tell you. If you're in LA, if you're in New York City, if you're just about in any big city where there are schools that are centrally run and operated in blue counties, blue states, uh, all of this now is 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 happening near you. I can I can almost I can almost say with certainty this is in your backyard. You may just not know it. Now, like a doctor here on this program, I'm a lawyer, right? I'm not a doctor, but I like to look at things and you diagnose certain situations based on symptoms. So you go to symptomology. I go to your doctor. You go, ah, I got a pain in my knee. And, uh, and the doctor goes through a series of tests to determine what it is, but based on the symptomology, eventually comes a diagnosis. Now, the symptomology that we have been suffering here in Las Vegas, and again, you've been dealing with it in LA, you've been dealing with it in San Francisco, you've been dealing with it in New York City. Every major metropolitan area has been dealing with this in their schools, and that is these kids are out of control. And you have an environment in classrooms where kids, where good kids cannot complete their school day without disruption, without threats of violence, without, uh, fr frankly, the type of environment that not just isn't conducive to learning, it's not even conducive to, to you know, proper mental health. And it all stems, right? If I give you those symptoms, right? Now let's get into the cause, into the diagnosis. 
And we're, we're all talking about this when it comes to our criminal justice system. Now, we are actively talking about restorative justice and all these woke DAs across the country who are sending criminals along the way and saying, you know, but don't do that now. We're going to let you out. No cash bail, no punishment. We're going to take criminal charges that ought to be serious felonies and charge them as slap on the wrist misdemeanors, all because guess what? Breaking the law and holding you accountable for laws broken is somehow racist. Now, I categorically, when it comes to this as a criminal matter in the criminal justice system, I categorically dismiss all of this as, as um, I, I, I don't want to call it silliness because it's very real. It's, it's endemic now in cities all across the country where you have criminals let out on the street and, and terrible crimes are happening and, and innocent people are suffering. So I can't say it's silly, but I certainly can call it ridiculous. And I will go one step further, and I will call, in fact, the soft bigotry of low expectations, particularly of minority offenders in our criminal justice system, as the reverse side of racism. And that is exactly who the leaders of Clark County schools are. They are, friends, despite their self-characterization to the contrary, the biggest bunch of racists we have living among us. Starting from the top with our superintendent, Dr. Jesus Chara. Now, what a lot of you don't know is back in 2019, all of our friends in the Nevada legislature, <clears throat> Democrats, got together and decided, you know what we need? We need to institute some of this newfound, newfangled uh, restorative justice. Because you know what? what we, have, we have a problem in our schools. We have, God, it looks, well, let's look at the numbers. We got a number of minorities who are failing out, the number of minorities that are being expelled, we have a number of minorities that are simply not performing well in our schools. And what we need to do in order to fix this is to literally expect less. To expect less from attendance, to expect less from performance, academic performance, and worst of all, to expect less from discipline. And so what happened after 2019 is this mandate from the state came to the districts all across the state of Nevada. And Jesus Jara here was delighted. And we have a number of sources within the district telling us, uh, and that people are coming forward. By the way, this is how I find out things. Because having the show is a tremendous opportunity to communicate with all of you and to hear from you. And the stories coming from the frontline people in this mess read the teachers who are in the classroom. By the way, these teachers are not the ones getting paid the $319,000 that Jara is making. Okay, These are the teachers that are uh, not getting paid a whole lot, and they are dealing with unbelievable, unbelievable circumstances. Now, restorative justice, let me just tell you, if you, you don't understand the premise of this and how this works, there, there's... <laughs> well, you understand it in, in criminal justice reform, reform, right? I mean, basically, jails are racist, district attorneys are racist, 
And so what we need to do with people of color and minorities and poor people, is we really need to just soften things and be more compassionate. And if we do that, everything's going to be fine. Now, that is not I mean, it's simply not true. And if you're on the receiving end of violence from a perpetrator who has been processed through and repeatedly let loose out of a criminal justice system that is not holding him or her accountable, you know what I mean. And if you're an elitist liberal who sits around and thinks this is the greatest thing, oh my God, we absolutely need to take care of people and you haven't been touched by crime, good. I'm glad you haven't been touched by crime. I don't wish that on anybody. But when it happens, you won't be pleased. But when you do this, when you institute this kind of mentality, this kind of philosophy in our schools, under the auspices of desiring to help trouble, troubled youths, under the auspices of hoping to elevate underperforming minority students, what you end up, uh, well, doing is you end up creating a system where they cannot possibly succeed. Now, one thing that came from this restorative justice reform in the uh, in here in Nevada, and particularly here at Clark County Schools, is that is that Ajara did away with all the school deans. So there, you had people dedicated. For example, in secondary school, high school, you had a dedicated two to three disciplined deans. And these disciplinarians were charged with basically enforcing school rules on campus. Now, they did away with the deans. The deans were absorbed into, uh, basically, I think they got given a raise, automatic promotion to being assistant principals. So now you had a few more assistant principals. Some of these big high schools in town have, if you can imagine this, my high school had, I think, three assistant principals. Some schools in town here have seven or nine or ten even assistant principals. The left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing, and they are specifically given instructions not to discipline students. I had a teacher write me, and it's just heart-wrenching, given an example of this kind of processing. Because, by the way, they did away with suspensions. They did away with those meetings that you have to have with your parents. They did away with everything except for, basically, detention, where you sit during the school day and you have to go sit in a classroom somewhere and go do nothing. I mean, how is that really a punishment for kids who otherwise really don't want to do anything? There is a high school student, apparently, right here in town, in Vegas. This happened, maybe in your neighborhood, maybe in your kid's high school. High school student playing music very loud in his earbuds in class. By the way, I, look, if I'm a teacher, and I'm trying to present a lesson. Kids playing music in his, in, in, on his iPhone, listening to me, I, I mean, fundamentally disrespectful, inappropriate. And where I went to school, when I went to school, I would have been kicked out of the class and given detention right there automatically. There had been no question about it. But apparently this kid refused to do anything about it. Teacher asked again, and the, te and the student looked up at the teacher and said, F you. Only he said the full word. This went back and forth, resulted in the student threatening the teacher's life. I will effing kill you. Now, what do you think happened to that kid? What do you think should happen to that kid? What if that's your kid's school? What if that school is in your community? 
which it very well may be. Well, that kid, yeah, the, the CCSD police officer came in, took him off in handcuffs. Kid wasn't ultimately arrested, sent right back into school, sent back to school the very next day and simply changed out of that teacher's classroom. And so now we are at the cause of the symptoms, are we not? Because you do not have to be a PhD in psychology. You don't have to have a master's in education. You don't have to have any kind of education to understand that if you allow this kind of behavior to happen without any corrective measures taking place, and corrective measures, I'm sorry, means punishment, something that the student fears, well, hell's bells, it's only going to get worse. And this is why, and this is the dirty secret, no one will tell you this, because no one wants to take a stand and call these people what they are. And I'm not, gonna, I'm not just going to say these are bad policymakers. This kid, let's just assume for a moment, it's a person of color. And I'm bringing this up because I say here in the particular presentation of the information, this is a direct quote. When my colleague inquired about the student and possible consequences for such behavior, he was told by administration, quote, the student comes from a very troubled background and we're handling the situation in an appropriate manner. Now, my question to you is how and in the name of whoever is this helpful to the student? You have a teenager, right? Assuming this is happening in a high school. Could be a 16-year-old, could be an 18-year-old. So what happens after high school? Think you can keep a job? If you tell your boss, hey, F you, I'm not listening to what you're telling me. Think you can have healthy relationships with people? Think you're going to be a productive citizen with that attitude? And this is what I'm getting at. Under the guise of helping minorities, right? This is the pretense. And I say guys, JARA, our entire school board, our state legislature, all these bozos are actually setting minorities back because every one of these students that are given passes, given leeway, given God, the yardstick and then some, uh, uh, you know, they are not being set up for any kind of success in life. And they lecture us, by the way, all these liberals, they lecture us about how racist we are, how, how just all the awful ways that we miss. But this, it, this is literally cheating these poor kids out of a future. And I'm not even getting into the people in that class who have their learning disturbed and interrupted because of one student or two students or 10 students that cannot be removed. I'm back right after this. We went long. We, we're going to get to more of this. You ought to hear what they, you ought to hear what they do with grades. It'll blow your mind. What's right with Sam and Ash? Don't go anywhere. Salmon Ash Injury Law has been named the official injury attorneys of the Henderson Silver Knights. Salmon Ash Injury Law, they care, they help, you win. 702-820-1234 or SalmonAshLaw.com because you deserve what's right.
Fright with Sam and Ash, News Talk 840, KXNT, speaking truth to power here in Las Vegas and beyond. Uh, grateful to have you uh, with me, friends, to be with you and enjoy this Tuesday afternoon uh, together. Uh, talking about CCSD, Clark County School District, the most disastrous school district in the country. Uh, you know, it's okay, maybe not the most disastrous, but it's close. It ranks consistently at the bottom of the pile nationwide. And by the way, one of the greatest lies that we're told is that it's a matter of funding. How many times have you heard that? If only we could give it more money. Money, friends, does not solve any of this. The problem that we have with the school, by the way, you're not going to learn anything fundamentally in school if kids aren't safe in the classroom. Am I right? It's foundational. If the classroom is a disruptive place, if the teacher in the classroom doesn't have power, teachers, are you listening to me? You agree. You know in your heart of hearts that you are losing the power that you once had. Hell, even in Centerville, <laughs> Utah, <laughs> which is not a major big school district, by Davis County actually is the as a school district, my mother-in-law taught in those schools for years, retired finally. I mean, she loved what she did. She retired. Her number one reason for retiring, guess what? The kids were unmanageable. And she no longer was supported by administration to discipline kids. Now, that process was already running its course. Restorative justice, this concept that began in the 70s where this idea that we need to uh, understand that certain groups within the country are getting disproportionately punished and that we need to fix that and be more compassionate has really taken off lately and we've seen it in the news of course with chesa boudin in san francisco the absolute disaster of a of a prosecutor of a da in la uh gascon right and you've uh, you know other municipalities right it's all over the place manhattan da is the same way it's just taking off. But what a lot of people don't realize, it's taking off in the schools. And here in Nevada, here in Las Vegas, the state legislature in 2019 directed all schools to adopt this particular program of restorative justice. Now, if you go to the pro, uh, pro websites, you know, the ones that are touting this, and by the way, no doubt there are millions of dollars being made by all of these consultants that are pushing this and advocating for this. But they go through it. You know, the zero tolerance education system, system versus restorative practices-based education system. And it talks about a student in the zero tolerance system. He's greeted by a metal detector in a police search. He's scolded in front of the class. A school police officer detains and arrests him. He's held in juvenile hall. He's not able to graduate. Okay, all right, that's, that's the bad side. Now, okay, let's see how it is under restorative. Oh, there's a mediation. There's peer mediators and support staff. They intervene, they sit down, they hold hands, they sing Kumbaya. This particular student and the other student agree to help clean the cafeteria during a free period. This is fantasy land. You've seen the videos here in town. These kids are going after each other with fists, with knives, with baseball. It's just insane. They're attacking teachers. 
I'm going to sit down and mediate this. By the way, none of that is being supported. None of that is being encouraged. I want to get to the grades. we got to take another quick time out. The grades, this is the craziest thing. Wait till I tell you how these grades are calculated now. This is all part of this new thing. It's funny money. It's like Biden handing out dollars in this economy. It's in great inflation. And it all boils down to the soft bigotry of low expectation, particularly of minority students. It's racist. I don't know what else, I, I don't know how else to call it that. All right, we'll continue with the Clark County School District. When we come back, what's right with Sam and Ash, News Talk 840, KXNT. Comfortable and confident is how Sam and Ash injury law clients feel after the very first call. Comfortable knowing they have decades of personal injury experience. Confident there's reputation and trust to resolve cases and to do what's right. Sam and Ash injury law offers platinum legal service to anyone who contacts them. Quality matters. Integrity matters. Who you hire to protect and represent you matters. If you've been hurt in an accident, choose Sam and Ash injury law. 702-820-1234 or SamandAshLaw.com because you deserve what's right sam rajovsky here what's right with sam and ash news talk 840 kxnt grateful to have you with us yes as we continue our takedown of clark county school district and in particular superintendent jesus jara uh, if any of you know teachers and feel like they need to hear this because uh, perhaps they're sympathetic to it or for too long they've been reading in I don't know, these sleepy articles about all this in the RJ and elsewhere where none of this is actually being talked about, the root cause of all of this misbehavior. And I just, I mean, that's a nice way of putting it, right? Misbehavior. It's total uh, decay within our state-funded education system uh you know please pass along this show uh what's right with sam and ash you got to spell the whole thing out apple podcast spotify get the episode uh please and pass it uh pass it to anybody who needs to hear it and by the way if you have your story to tell you can give it to me anonymously i will um i i'm happy to talk to anyone and everyone off the record I'll give out my email. It's sam at samandashlaw.com. That's my email, sam at samandashlaw.com. Let me know what you think. So I'm getting back to now these Clark County schools. And by the way, right, again, I come back to, we're going to get to the grades, but you, you come back to the most important thing is, is this restorative justice reform has really eliminated any meaningful discipline in the classroom. According to their own material, it basically you're only gonna get any you're only gonna get expelled maybe if you bring a weapon to class or you assault a teacher. And that's why we've seen these videos come out of students beating up students, and we're all aghast. People are going, What is it? Is it COVID? Is it these kids didn't know how to act among each other? No, it all goes back to 2019 and Democrats in the state legislature demanding, pushing onto schools the agenda of social justice and restorative justice in particular that, that takes away, removes the teeth from disciplining kids. Now, I don't know how you feel. Look, this is, this is a system. I mean, how many kids are in the school district? 
a lot. I'll tell you, I got the exact number here in my stack. 329,000, almost 329,000 students. That's a district that has to serve, not cater to the disruptive 10%. That's a district that has to serve the 90% that want to get stuff done. And the other part of it is that if you allow misbehavior to occur and accelerate, you're not doing those kids any favors, are you? It's like the kids that we know, you know, have parents who are permissive and slowly the kids turn into brats and everybody goes, wow, how did that happen? And you go, I know what I know what happened. <laughs> they never got put in their place. What happened is the parents were too damn nice. And in the end, the result is that the kids are not productive members of society because they don't know how they, they 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 do not know how to listen to authority, take authority, be respectful, anything. That's what's happening in these schools. By the way, the, the you know the again everything's handled basically via counseling. There the RPCs required parent conferences were done away with. All of this. And the students quickly figured out that there weren't any serious consequences for their actions and behavior. So threatening teachers, major defiance, refusal to follow directives, all treated like minor misbehavior issues because to punish kids is not right and racist. But I have news for these people. Letting kids get away with disrespecting authority figures ultimately sets them up for failure and ultimately is the most I don't know, the most damaging thing you can do for people, especially those that are coming from a troubled background, who are coming from homes where the parents aren't raising their kids right. A school is an opportunity to fix that. Now let's talk about grades. It used to be you could fail a student. A student doesn't do crap in a class, teacher gives him a zero. Well, guess what? Under this restorative justice program, they came up with something called the minimum F. What do you think the minimum F is? If you put in little to no work, the worst you can get in a class is 50%. And what does that do? Well, kids figured it out. So what they're doing, they're just not doing the work, turning in one or two assignments in the whole semester. They're getting 50% and they're able to, with other classes where they perform a little bit better, eke out a D average. And they get passed along. They get promoted. They move along. And then there's the question of the credits of being even coming into class. There's credit deficits. These kids are not, they're, they're literally being warehoused in the classroom. They have no hopes of graduating. There's no stick there's no there's nothing that the school can the teachers now in the classroom and even the school-based administrators the assistant principals who are in charge of discipline there's nothing they can do their hands are tied by our absolutely dumb as hammer state legislature and a superintendent who has this pipe dream of pushing this agenda in our schools there is an entire generation of Las Vegas youths that are being, I, I don't want to say scarred, damaged it, 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 for life 
And it's all because a handful of adults who went to elite schools, who went, had college, and learned, filled their heads full of liberal left-wing mush, decided they knew better. When history looks back on this, my friends, I hope that the Jesus Jaras of the world are held to account. We're going to follow this story closely because there's a lot more to it. And again, if, if you know something, if you have stories, I've already been hearing from a number of you uh, teaching on the front lines. And this, teachers, is not in any way, shape, or form an attack on you. I want to be very clear about this. I have a tremendous amount of empathy for you. I don't know how you do it. And it honestly, it literally moves me to tears. But I love this city. I love this country. I love and believe in American exceptionalism. But I think accountability is the single greatest thing you can teach a young person. Believe it or not, it's not the 365 genders that are out there. It's not that you can transition at 11. It's accountability. It's character. The education, you know, the, the, obviously, the, you know, the three R's, it's, it's important. But accountability. This system is failing our young people. And it's happening here in Vegas. It's happening elsewhere. Uh, it, it is, and, 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 and it's, it's, it's lockstep. It's hand in hand. It is inextricably, inextricably intertwined with this woke DA soft on crime nonsense. And occasionally it overlaps. A month ago, there's a heart-wrenching story I want to tell you from LA. A lot of you here in Vegas maybe have heard about this, but uh, I, want, I want to mention it. I, I've got an interesting feedback from the girl's mother, the victim's mother in this terrible, heinous attack. Uh, so we'll talk about that. We'll also kind of lighten things up a little bit with what the hell did Joe Biden say. Uh, you're you're going to like this one. All right. What's right with Sam and Ash? We'll be back right after this. Don't go anywhere. And welcome back. What's right with Sam and Ash? News Talk 840 KXNT. Sam Rajovsky here, attorney here in Las Vegas. And um, and just, you know, angry taxpayer today, <laughs> to be perfectly blunt. Um, oh, people are asking, you know, well, where do your kids go to school? You're going to get retaliated again. No, my kids go to private school. I wouldn't touch Clark County school districts with this nonsense with the 10-foot pole. And I knew it. I smelt it a mile away when we first moved here. I was told some of this a while ago, but it really does take a while to get at the root of what the cause of this dysfunction is because they're all playing hide the ball on it and they lie about it. And they want to move the goalpost and adjust the measure of success, right? Oh, we're passing more, more kids, so we're doing better. Oh, we're graduating more kids, so we're doing better. Oh, we're not... I don't know. We don't have as many suspensions or expulsions, so we're doing better. But the reality is that an entire generation of youths are <laughs> being scarred by low expectations. And the kids that are just going to school and wanting to do well are having to put up with these outbursts and, 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 and violence in the classroom uh, because, you know, there's no discipline. The teachers have lost their ability 
to maintain order in the classroom. Restorative justice, ladies and gentlemen. You're very welcome. Brought to you by Nevada Democrats. All right, I want to get this really infuriated me. I know a little bit about it uh, because it's Lufthansa's story. I don't know if you we have Lufthansa flights here, Lufthansa affiliates from Vegas to uh, Frankfurt in particular. Uh, so, you know, if you go to Germany, you can fly on Lufthansa. Apparently, a group of Jewish pilgrims last week, uh, all traveling to, to Hungary, uh, were denied boarding to a uh, to connecting flight because they weren't following mass policy. Now, this, by the way, this is not that's not the story. The story is right that there were a lot of Jewish folk on this airplane. And they weren't all part of the same group, but they were all Hasidic Jews. So they were wearing, you know, the hats were very identifiable, they're Orthodox Jews. So they, they had, they all looked the same. All right, there we go. And Lufthansa denied boarding to everyone on the plane that was Jewish, that looked a certain way. They didn't punish just the people that didn't wear masks. They just said, no, you guys all look the same. But if you think I'm kidding, it's all on video. Literally, I watched the video where a Lufthansa supervisor in Frankfurt is saying, everyone has to pay for a couple. <sighs> wow. It's Jews coming from JFK. Jewish people who were the mess, who made the problems. Now, I've flown Lufthansa countless times. I will tell you, I believe every bit of this. The reason for it is these these German flight, they are so hung up on their COVID powers. They love enforcing stuff. The pedantic nature of rule enforcement among Germans, it is, it's a thing, okay? Add COVID to it, and all of a sudden, you have a super enforcer on your hand. Forget super spreading. That's not the real, that's not the real problem in Europe during COVID. The Germans went bananas for COVID enforcement. And coming out of that seems to me uh, bubbling to the surface were some prejudices against certain types of passengers. This is a disaster for Lufthansa. And appalling, appalling behavior by the airline. An apology, maybe more, is owed. God, I would take this, I would sue Lufthansa on behalf of these folks in a, in a, in a, in a, in a New York minute. So anyway, I know it's we're proceeding through. I meant to get back to something that happened in L.A. There was a 13-year-old girl who was stabbed multiple times. Uh, this sweet girl, 13-year-old uh, Elisiana Valdez. Now, this happened approximately a month ago, about three weeks ago. She was a victim of bullying on social media, and she was stabbed by another 13-year-old girl. This perpetrator called her fat, disparaged her grandmother, uh, and other things. Now, her mom told her exactly what I would tell. I would say, look, sticks and stones, listen to this girl. She's a nasty person. So told her to ignore it. And, uh, and in the end, the bully ended up attacking uh, little 13-year-old Elisiana Vanez, Vanez and Valdez and, and literally, I mean, almost killed her. Got within a centimeter or so from her heart. Now, what do you think happened? The DA, George Gascon, emphasizing restorative justice, 
charged with the the perpetrator with one misdemeanor account of assault with a deadly weapon and one count of electronic harassment. There's no time served for this. This is this is friends when you go after somebody with a knife and you cut their chest open. I'm sorry, that is attempted murder. You're lucky. When you're the perpetrator at that point, you're lucky that your victim survives. Otherwise, it's murder. That's an intent to kill. It is a felony. And I don't care that the kid doing this is 13. This is one damaged 13-year-old. And the real story here that even the media doesn't get is this 13-year-old is acting this way because they're getting away with this nonsense at L.A. County, L.A. Unified School District schools. There's no detention. There's no suspension. There's no expulsion. There's no accountability. The same thing that's happening here in Vegas is happening there. And friends, what I'm getting at is eventually this BS. I got to be careful. I'm going to start using some bad language. And then everyone over at Odyssey is going to get mad. But I, I'm t- the, the reason that I am so concerned about this is that these insane left-wing bananas ideas eventually will cost lives. Now, here is the mother talking about how appalled she is that Gascon charged the, the perpetrator here of her, of her daughter's assault with a misdemeanor. Listen to this, and listen very carefully. As a community activist, I fought with organizations to change the laws. And when I was fighting for these laws to change for these young people, uh, never did we intend for somebody to commit premeditated attempted murder at 13 years old and get completely away with it. Oh, we didn't intend as community activists advocating for restorative justice for these consequences. Now, I have a tremendous amount of sympathy for this mother. I'm going to go easy on her. I think there's a lot of people like her. And many of you listening uh, maybe thought on paper that it seemed kind of a nice thing to be, uh, I don't know, be a little more human with kids that are troubled. Because on paper, it sounds lovely. Well, guess what? So does communism and a whole lot of other things that on paper sound absolutely delightful, but in the end, don't work. And the problem, honest to goodness, the problem with, with, with politics, uh, and, and in particular with a lot of left-wing ideology, is that there is no understanding of cause and effect. Democrats do something, they put it out there, they vote for, yeah, 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 that sounds great, let's do it. And then bad things happen, like, I don't know, rising crime rates and kids in school that aren't learning, and they're like, ah, how's that happen? We need to give it more money. (laughs) They don't get it. I don't even think it comes from a place of not wanting to admit wrong. I think they just don't get it. It is time we rise up, right? You want to talk about rising up. I I mean, it's time that if you're a student, if you're a parent of a student in in Clark County schools, be aware that this is going on. This is why your kid is miserable in school. Be informed, go to board meetings. And you know what happens at those board meetings, by the way, yeah, this is great. Then we go to board meetings, right? We, we shout, and 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 and, and want to be heard, and we and we do it even respectfully, and they label us domestic terrorists. So what you have to do is vote. 
you've got to vote these clowns out. Every person on the school board, I mean, there might be one, one, uh, one or two exceptions to the rule, but they, are, they all need to be out. And this, this horrible, awful superintendent, Jara, needs to be booted out of, out of his seat as soon as possible. All right, let's get a little palate cleanser here. No, I'm going to stay on this. By the way, I think I'm having a guest tomorrow. Give you um, actually going on the record with some issues going on at uh, Clark County Schools. You'll see how they retaliate against teachers. <laughs> Don't want to miss this. And by the way, again, if you want to reach out to me, Sam at samandashlaw.com. Sam at samandashlaw.com. Uh, reach out to me. Quick, here is what the hell did Joe Biden say? And I agree with what Chairman Powell said last week that the number one threat is the strength, and that strength that we built is inflation. <laughs> the number one strength that we've built in our economy, in our world, we're on top of it, folks. Inflation. I had to leave you with that little humorous tidbit because honest to goodness, I, at this point, we just need to laugh and, and try not to cry. Friends, all of this again tomorrow. Uh, come back same time, 2 p.m. right here on uh, on, on 840, AM 840. Please uh, go to the podcast. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcast. What's Right with Sam and Ash. Go find it. Find the program. Find the show. Download it. Subscribe. You want to stay on top of what's happening. All right. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Over and out.